0: Hello, welcome to the Mediocre Takes Podcast, the podcast where we share our mediocre takes on the shows and movies we watch. I'm Marco, and here's my co-host, Mel. How are you doing, Mel?
1: Girl, put your records on, tell me your favorite song, just go ahead, put your head down. What'd you think? That was great. Um, anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> can we explain that?
1: I mean, sure. <laughs>
0: okay. So basically I was talking to Mal earlier before we started recording about this person who played this song and said on the TikTok, This is such a black girl confidence pop. And then Mal and I were talking about it for a while and I asked Mal, is this a black girl confidence pop? And she said like in twenty twelve. So
1: In twenty twelve for like specifically biracial girls.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it was it was fun. I listened to that song for the first time completely today and i think it's okay anyways today we're talking about the watermelon woman so we're finally replacing the queer movie night with is it queer and mal will go into it a bit more
1: yeah so as marco just said this is a very special Meteor takes episode it's is it queer that's what we're calling it officially it wasn't a queer movie night already taken
0: Yes, it was.
1: Yeah, so this is, this is, this will be very simple. Me and Marco will watch an alleged queer film. We'll give our thoughts with some fun facts and questions thrown in there. Uh, Then we'll discuss the queer elements or lack thereof at the end. And then these two homos will decide whether or not this is a queer film. And of course, these are all just opinions. So if you have something to say, let us know on our socials. Uh, Please, please please interact with us. I am begging you. Uh, okay. So let's just, let's do some backstory. Uh, so this is a 1996 film directed by Cheryl Dunier, who also plays a main character in the film. Um, apparently Cheryl was the first black lesbian to direct a feature length film, which, makes sense but it's also absolutely insane to know that it took that long the overall response of the film was positive and it did win a teddy award for best feature film at the berlin international film festival and an audience award for outstanding narrative feature at the la outfest okay so the summary of the film cheryl an aspiring filmmaker takes on the task of making a documentary uh, about the history and the true identity of the quote-unquote watermelon woman though it's not that easy since uh, many places have not archived her while making her documentary she faces troubles with her best friend and a woman she fancies
0: i don't really get why the creator decided to just have random clips of her dancing in between parts of the story it wasn't for me i well i appreciate how happy she looked though that was really nice
1: did you think it made sense in the context of she was sort of just like casually making a film or a, like a documentary and we we did see a lot of like b-roll and stuff so like i don't know i sort of felt like it it kind of did make sense to me i feel like it didn't still make that much
0: sense i feel like i don't know you kind of just cut that out and the movie would pretty much be the same
1: Oh yeah, we only get like three scenes of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. If they were going to stick to that, then they should have like added more scenes of that or like elaborated on it at least a little bit more. But I just felt like it was kind of just there. Okay, so Mal, what's your opinion on the dialogue and acting of this film? I've seen people saying the acting is kind of bad, but I didn't really notice it.
1: I would say the acting for the main characters was good, but during some of the interviews, it was pretty obvious that uh, she probably just like asked someone to be in their thing and then she like gave them a script or something and be like, can you please just re those lines? And they're like, okay. So it felt a little like stiff and stagnant, but I think overall it was all right acting.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It was really slay of Cheryl Dunier to record pictures from the lesbian group, when the collection kept saying she wasn't allowed to record anything. Slay. I really like how Cheryl talks to the camera like a YouTuber before that was even created. I really enjoy that Cheryl is both a character in the film and a real life director. Um, something about that just hits for me. The cultural critic Camille Paglia was hard to watch. She was the one talking about the watermelon and the stereotype that should seem good. Like, really. It was hard to watch. The
1: the way she was basically saying, like, all the imagery made by white people to dehumanize black people is actually wrong because I'm Italian. That's l- basically what she was saying, and it hurt my brain.
0: Yeah, I just want her to stop talking in general. Like, she does not know what she's talking about. For a cultural critic, I don't even know what those do. I, oh. I think
1: that character was meant to, like, sort of criticize that, though. I thought because... she was
0: a real person. I was doing research on it, and I'm pretty sure I said she was a really a real person
1: she cannot have actually does she actually believe that i don't know if she believes
0: let me search her up yeah she's an american academic and social critic
1: but does she actually believe that i
0: don't know i'm not getting anything okay i i can't find anything but i I, i'm genuinely believing that she believes that
1: okay well that's insane because i genuinely <laughs> thought that like this was sort of a way to criticize how how white people try to like um change the meaning of history or whatever mm-hmm. to like i don't know try and make what happened not seem that bad
0: yeah especially the way she was talking about like when when a black boy is like smiling while eating a watermelon like that's as happiness not a stereotype that was yeah. just really horrible The fact that Cheryl had to create the Watermelon Woman because there's no history of a person such as the Watermelon Woman, because no one, like, kept track of Black actors' history was really sad. And yeah, that's it.
1: Okay. So, Yvette, why do we hate her? Why are we making fun of Yvette? Like, she's a little strange, but when did being strange become a crime?
0: Which one is that?
1: So that's the woman that uh, Cheryl goes on a a blind date with. They go to a party and she does karaoke. But like, why are they so cruel to her?
0: She's just a little strange. I mean, aren't we all?
1: Yeah. And there was this TikTok that I saw. I think I mentioned it to you. It was a TikTok by, I'm going to spell out their at. It's M-A-M-I-W-A-T-A m-a-y-o-w-a and they made like two videos about this movie and i thought it was really interesting because it talks about this scene specifically and how it kind of sums up cheryl as a character pretty well with like her pursual of specifically white women and not just that but also her dislike for black women and this this scene specifically with yvette was a really great example because in this scene we even see like this white woman bumps into her and while she's on this date she like Genuinely looks at the white one is like, ooh, wow. There's another scene um that the TikToker brings up where they're talking about another date that Cheryl went on, and she dis- dismisses the black woman and says that she was like, "quote unquote," heavy Afrofem centric. And the TikToker talks about how it seems like black women in general like aggravate Cheryl, and how it feels like Cheryl only likes white women, which is something I I did see in the film. Yeah, but honestly, like um, <laughs> like Justice for Yvette, she was done so dirty. Yeah, honestly, I sort of got to a point in the film where I sort of started to become more interested in the documentary about a fake woman than I was about the actual film. Also, okay, that scene where Tamara gets caught ordering porn on someone else's account <laughs> is so funny to me, because can you imagine Marco, just imagine for a moment, you go to return some books at your local library and the receptionist is like, hey, you ordered fiery bush feeding frenzy. Uh, it wasn't available. Could you imagine <laughs> the confusion you'd be in?
0: That would be embarrassing, horrible, disgusting for me.
1: But like the way that, um, what was his name? Bob or something, their boss just immediately looked at her and he was like, he was like, he knew it was her. That was so funny. Also, I hate Bob. When Cheryl wants to know Diana's number and address and Diana's like, you already have that information. Look it up. First of all, I know she was trying to be like smooth or something, but I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Like I'm pretty sure you can't do that.
0: I mean, it's definitely illegal when I think
1: about it. Yeah.
0: Maybe yeah. at the time it wasn't, but I doubt it.
1: No, that feels like I feel like safety in the 90s wasn't really a thing, though so probably wasn't okay so after the sex scene cheryl is like she's like i'm still in shock about the whole having sex with diana thing why would she say it like that she used the same sentence structure you'd use to talk about a tragedy like <laughs> like i'm still in shock about the whole 9-11 thing i just i <laughs> like it was weird that she talked about sex in that way okay the conversation between cheryl and Tamara about annie and diana I guess it was a little interesting and it did start some interesting conversations about Tamron's issue with Annie and how she basically doesn't like her because, well, she doesn't like her because she's white, but she also doesn't like her because she doesn't dress normal. That's a huge issue she has. But I also think there were a lot of conversations that were started in this film that weren't really ended. Also, at the end, when, like, Bob was getting irritated at Tamara and he was ringing someone up and to the customer he was immediately like do you want a job and the customer immediately was like sure. First of all why was he trying to replace a black woman with a white man? Racism. So Marco is it queer?
0: I think so. I feel like it has a lot of queer elements especially even though there is kind of that like weird self-hatred from cheryl that like you mentioned i still feel like there's a lot of lesbianism between not just cheryl and i think her name was diana but also between her friend and her friend's girlfriend so yeah i do think this is queer not only that they also talk about how like the n- mammy character was the girlfriends with the director and was dating the director so yeah
1: Okay, yeah. I would also say that yes, in the obvious sense of like everything you said, you know, almost every character that that's in here is a lesbian, and also the director is lesbian. There is some pretty obvious commentary about the differences between the black and white lesbian community, and the issue I have is they sort of portray the black lesbian community as hostile towards the white lesbian community, and it just felt so strange to set us up as sort of the bad guys without adding any like historical context as to why specifically the black lesbian community may not be as inviting to white lesbians. So yes, it is queer, but it doesn't have the best conversation about like intersectionality of like homosexuality and race. And I think that specifically is why I wouldn't recommend it as a queer film, but I would recommend it as just like a nice and interesting film to watch. So I do have a couple questions for you. A couple of miscellaneous questions. What do you think about the mix between the fake documentary and then like the more scripted uh, traditional like film scenes?
0: I definitely felt like the documentary sides were much better the acting was better like there was a lot more plot i guess and i didn't really love the romance between diana and cheryl but the documentary about the watermelon woman was really interesting and i really wanted to know more about it and i love the ending about the documentary where we learned that the watermelon woman isn't a real person in real life so yeah i think that the documentary side is more important and just better overall
1: yeah i did it sucks because i think the whole idea of behind the creation of the documentary was really interesting and i really would have loved to have seen a, like a more traditional structured like documentary film about this fake character oh yeah and that's another question that i would have if they did create a full film about faye richards this this fake woman would you watch it yeah
0: i would um i would especially love if they like talked more about the black stereotypes about that time um i feel like that would add a lot to the film if they ever did that um so yeah
1: oh also what did you think about the um because we got to see some photos of that fake character and they're real photos like they did or they're not real photos of real people but they specifically uh, created those photos for this film what did you think about how like how they looked and stuff like the quality of it
0: personally i can't really tell if they're that good quality or not i don't know to be honest, I don't know.
1: I thought they looked pretty good. I think the only thing that sort of didn't sell me was there was this one scene from a, uh, one of the fake films and the audio sounded too good for it to be from the time it was supposed to be. But overall, I, I think that like all the stuff that they made for the documentary looked really good. And last thing, what did you think the budget for this film was?
0: I have no idea, to be honest. Like, J- Just guess. Like a couple thousand dollars?
1: Wow! So it was three hundred thousand dollars, oh wow, um, which is about uh, roughly about six hundred fifty thousand dollars today.
0: Six hundred and fifty? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Overall, I think this is a pretty decent movie. I do wish it went more on like what Mammy is or like all that kind of stuff. Well, not what a Mammy is. I just wish we like learned more about this kind of stuff. Instead of focusing on the romance with Cheryl and her her not so good friendship. But yeah, I think this was a pretty decent movie. I do enjoy how we got to see this fake character and how it affected Cheryl. So yeah, I think it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, this truly is a slice of life film. And I used to think I didn't like that genre, but I just think I didn't like those specific shows and movies. And in regards to the format of the film, I really liked it. Generally, I'm a huge fan of mockumentaries, so I really enjoyed the documentary portion of the film, maybe a little bit more than the other part of it. And this is going to sound weird, but the thing that I really liked about the characters in this movie is that i didn't really like them like i didn't hate them but i didn't like them either there wasn't one character in this movie that i was like that's my girl that that is that is my character which is honestly not something i think i've ever experienced so that was really interesting what did you think about the characters overall
0: I guess I kinda understand why Cheryl's friend didn't like the co-worker, the white one. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it was kinda of frustrating because all she did was wear her clothes differently. Although I'm pretty sure she also didn't like her because she was white. So, it's fine, I guess. Diana was okay. I feel like we need more of them if there's gonna be more of a romance. Cheryl's okay. And everyone else is okay, basically. One thing I did find really frustrating is that, um, that white Liberian character. you know who I'm talking about? The one? The man? Yeah, the man. When he started talking about, like, have you checked the black section yet? And that was really frustrating because, of course, she probably has.
1: Well, now it is time for the mediocre minute. Black History Month edition. This is a tiny little micro moment where me and Marker recommend books, comics, music, games, and more for you all to check out during the last week of Black History Month. My recommendation is the music album Love and Compromise by Mahalia. Beautiful name, by the way. (laughs)
0: mal thought the name was malia
1: well can you blame me (laughs) but yeah i think my favorite songs from this album are i wish i missed my ex karma and richie marco what is your recommendation
0: my recommendation is long way down by jason reynolds this is a like ya book i believe it's a book in verse and it's about this teenage boy who lost his brother due to i believe like a gang war or something like that and um because of that like there's this rule in the town that he lives in if you lose your family member due to somebody else you kill that person and it's about him like trying to like grab the cards to kill this person but while that's happening he's going down the elevator to go kill this person he sees visions of dead people and the dead people ask him do you really want to kill this person it's really good i really love the ending and that's my recommendation anyways you guys that's our thoughts on the watermelon woman we hope you enjoy our First, is it queer episode? If you want to send us a voice message on Spotify for podcasters, I'll link in the description to do so below. Also, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, which is at spot, and that's everything. So, goodbye. Girl, put.